This episode is brought to you by freedadcourse.com. You are always one conversation away from changing your life, and the power of hello is something that I subscribe to every single day, and I'm always saying hello to new people everywhere I go. Increasing your opportunity, increasing your connection, and getting access to the solutions to the problems that you are facing, whether you're on active duty or just beginning your veteran transition or even transitioning out for 20 years. On the other side of hello are the solutions that you're looking for. Again, head on over to freedadcourse.com. Get your five-episode audio course to create more connection, create more friendships, and get back to living the life that you're trying to design. Dory 1, this is Fire Team Delta. Dad's coming home. Welcome to the Military Veteran Dad Podcast, where it is our mission to bring every dad home. I am your host, Ben Colloy. I'm a United States Marine veteran, husband, and a father. We will bring authentic conversations to inspire action in your life so we can close the gap between the dad you are today and the dad you want to be tomorrow. This is the Military Veteran Dad Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Fatherhood Friday. This week, I'm bringing you a message of Frozen. Now, this isn't the most obvious topic to bring to military veteran dads. Now, there's two sides of it. One, there's the military veteran side that says, well, I'm not related to Frozen. And then the other side that says, dad, and you've, if you have any girls or even boys, you probably have seen, I know I've seen the first Frozen at least 50 times from the first girl and then even more times with the second girl, my youngest Lillian, she's all in on Frozen right now. She dances, she does the whole thing to, to the, the songs in the living room. It's entire theatrics. Frozen 2 came out, and now it's it's just right back in the thick of things. And as I saw the second movie, and I've seen it now probably 20 times commenting and going up, as I saw that movie, there was a hidden message that I saw in the first one. But then when I saw the, trife- the, the, the duo of how the second one complemented it, I saw this journey that I related to many military veteran dads. And that journey is one that I think is missed for Elsa. And I think it's very relatable for what Frozen teaches everyday adults who have to watch it because we're parents and we have kids that love Frozen. That this message, I think, if you think of yourself as Elsa, every time I say she, think of yourself, there'll be breadcrumbs of your own journey through this process. So I'm going to start at the beginning of Frozen and I'm going to work my way through. I got some notes here and hopefully I don't miss any of the key points, but I think I've got the, the basics down here. So in the beginning of Frozen, spoiler alert, I'm going to reveal probably more than you want to know if you have not seen the Frozen movie. So if you haven't, go watch them, then come back or listen and then go watch it and be like, oh wow, Ben really knew what he was talking about there. In the beginning of the Frozen, you you see this journey of Elsa understanding this great power of to create ice, and you see her grow up without her parents, without that person to shepherd her through life anymore, and you see that this fear overwhelms her of the ice. And if we relate that to our own world, think of how many times fear of anything, whatever whatever you're feeling right now, think how many times that that has overwhelmed you. Think of how many times fear has overcome you to the point where you self-isolate, where she knew what she was inside. She had this thing, but she didn't really know how to move through it. She thought 
that it would scare the world. That so that think about the judgment. Think about you. Don't, think of the action you don't take because you're afraid of the judgment. That was Elsa when she was getting crowned queen because she was afraid of what other people would think. So she hid it, and she had to be someone else that she wasn't. She had to hide her real, authentic self in order to do that. And then you get into this stage where it comes out, the secret's out, the fear is overwhelmed, and the secret is no longer a secret. It's boiled over. And it comes out in a very frightening way. And if you think of veterans who either have anger, PTSD, frustrations, emotions they aren't feeling, it almost always comes out in a very frightening way. If you've ever experienced that moment where your family is scared to be around you because of what you brought to them or whatever was able to leak out, that in and itself is very similar to the ice and the way that it reacted and came out of Elsa. And because of the way that it came out, she did the instinct, the flight or flight, and she ran. And she ran away. And as she ran away and got further from the process of being closer to that community that she was scared of, she realized that she could just be herself, that she could just be exactly who she was meant to be. And this is where the famous song, Let It Go, comes into play. That when you say, let it go, she's letting go of every prejudgment she held on to in her head. Every version of what she couldn't be, she let it go. And think of how many things we don't just let it go. That even for me, this is something that I relate to a lot to Elsa because there are a lot of things that I didn't do, this podcast included, for just not letting it go, like holding it on far too long, waiting for someone to to just not get give me permission. Like it was a real thing. And I think many veterans out there are very similar to what Elsa goes through, that they just wish they could let it go and they wish they could run away, and they think that's the answer. And when they get away, they do find space. They do find peace, just like Elsa as she's running up on the mountain. And just like Elsa, when you step into your real self on that mountain, she realized what was scary became beautiful. And this is where you get the ice palace, that she realizes that when she steps into her power, something beauty comes out of it. And this is something many veterans get into as well, that we have things that scare the hell out of us. That scares the bones. But when you learn the power of taking what happened to you in life and it making it happen for you, you understand that that is a gift. And maybe you don't understand how to make it a gift yet. But when you do, it's pure beauty. And you realize the people around you will acknowledge that, that that beauty is just there. And as she finds the ice palace and she builds the ice palace, she thinks that she's found exactly where she could be and she can just avoid everything down in Arendelle and everything's going to be okay. But as you know, Anna comes running up the mountain saying, hey, Arendelle's in deep, deep snow. And she's just like, oh my God, I can't run from it. And then the fear comes back in. Everything gets dark. The room gets red. That feeling is when you realize you can't run from what you're feeling. You can create... This idea of being away from it, this idea or this bubble that you're going to be okay and that the people back home don't really miss you. But she couldn't run away from that fear. It overwhelmed. And as I was watching and preparing for this episode, it also kind of hit me that if you do take your own life, remember 
the pain doesn't stop, you just pass it on. So in Elsa's case, when she ran away, the pain didn't f- just magically go away and Arendelle goes back into happy ending. Arendelle went into a frigid winter. That that pain that she was feeling was just passed on to Arendelle. And by her running, she needed to come back and face it. And then as she comes back, she comes back because Anna's, she's gotten hit by the, the ice, her heart's starting to freeze, which is kind of like hurting the people around you when you don't understand how your anger and how you show up in their life is hurting them. All of that is bundled up in this idea. And as she goes back and as she's slowly becoming frozen, if you think of the people in your life that maybe you hurt and that you haven't connected with and healed, their heart is slowly freezing in a way towards you. And the beautiful part about this first version of the movie or the first movie is that in the end, it's not fear, it's not running away, it's pure love is what heals the frozen heart. And this is something that if you understand, and you've been listening for a while, I've been talking about it with masculinity, that love is one of the purest forms that you can bring to a relationship. But if you fear something within that relationship, that love doesn't truly come through. And with that final lesson in that first movie is you remember that love will override whatever you're feeling of fear, but you have to be willing to receive it. Think of all the people that maybe you shut out of your life, whether it be your wife, maybe your mom and dad, whoever it may be. Think of those people. Think of the people that you froze out and you did not allow that love to be received. Because in this case, Anna's last thing was to save her sister's life. That love conquered it all. And it's something we need to remember as we heal through whatever it is we're growing through, that all of this happens and that love is one of the most powerful, most beautiful versions of what we can bring to the world. But you can't bring it if you feel that storm, especially that storm like in the end of that first movie. It's just swirling around. Nobody can see anything. That storm, that storm is so powerful. But no matter what, the love of the sisters is able to break through. And the storm almost instantly goes away. And like, how many times have you been able to have that moment with whoever is in your life? Come into your life and you receive that love, whether it be a hug from a friend or someone you just share a story with. You share that story and you're like, oh, I can breathe. Or you feel the weight lifted. That's the storm kind of going away in the end of that first Frozen movie. And it's just a brilliant way of where you understand the pain that you're feeling you understand that you can't run from what what you're feeling inside and that you can't just keep facing it with fear. You need to confront it and you need to be able to understand that it is beautiful. It's not something that's scaring you. It only scares you because it's powerful. But just like Elsa's ice power, it can bring fear and look devastatingly frightening or it can be something beautiful that transforms worlds. If you think of a anybody that's out there, that military veteran that takes their PTSD message and does keynotes, there was probably a world where they were running from that story. If you think about what they're able to do with it and they can help other veterans feel what they were never able to feel, that is a gift of beauty 
that meets with love. Because it's not about judgment. It's not about who had the worst. It's really about just compassion and love. And that is so powerful within the process of coming home to our families. If you think of the theme of this podcast, all of that happens through the process of honoring the fear, understanding that it only is fear because you are running from it. And that when you embrace it with love and curiosity and appreciation and allow the people in your life to love you and to receive that love, then can you start to understand how you can come home. And if you, I had no idea the second Frozen movie was going in the way that it did. And when it did, it was even more beautiful. So if we switch to the second Frozen movie, you start the movie where you've, you've understood your power. You're starting to feel this calm. And the movie opens with everything kind of seemed perfect and it's the fall and life couldn't be better for Elsa. And she, but then she hears this voice and the voice I attribute to a very similar to when you feel that calling, when you feel that knock of curiosity on your shoulder, that might be your passion. When you're not living up to your truest self, when you're just kind of not setting big enough goals to reach your full potential. That is that first moment when she starts hearing that song. That is that very first idea where she starts listening to this voice that only she can hear because only she can understand what she's not holding up to. And so as the movie progresses, she starts following it. And as she starts following this voice up the mountain and you learn about everything and why there's a mist, you think about the idea that oftentimes your potential is kind of in a mist that you don't often see what you're capable of. And you have to go blindly into the mist and only you can go through that. And you can bring people with you, just like in the movie. And so when you bring people into the mist, then she kind of explores her past a little bit in the beginning there. And she identifies some of her core roots that her mom was part of this tribe. That's a lot of, when you when you allow yourself to feel what you need to feel, you can start seeing the world differently. Now, if that was in the first Frozen, she would never have been able to see and, and understand her power and how it can get her through this next journey. Similar to when you understand the power of your, your story, you can understand how it can help get you to where it is that you've always wanted to go. So as the movie progresses, she follows the journey. She hears the voice. She keeps going. She's learning how her power is very unique, but she doesn't quite understand where it all fits in. She also realizes how she can be the hero of her own story. She continues to follow that voice. And as she starts towards that voice, she learns to tame the horse in the water which then allows her to create the vehicle she needs to get where she needs to go. And that island where she's going to is where that voice is coming from. And as the song picks up and the music picks up, every time I watch it now, I can't help but feel a little bit similar to what I'm leading up to with this crescendo here, that as she's going, she's saying, are you the one that I've always waited for? Are you, I've always waited for you my entire life to figure out why I exist. She's running towards this light and she's chasing it through and she gets into this chamber and she's picking back up the pieces and she's rebuilding essentially the core of what makes herself. It's kind of, I almost felt like it was a Superman and his uh, ice chamber up in the Antarctic and she rebuilds it and she steps into it and the song's picking up faster and faster. And then the, the, the four different elements come together and they shine right in the middle and this bright beam 
of light comes from that middle and shines right down on her, that she is in the middle of that fifth spirit. She is the fifth spirit. And it kind of is wraps up right in the moment, all in the same moment. They, she'll say, are you the one that I've always waited for? And bam, she realizes that she's been waiting for herself the entire time, that that her story was herself. She just wasn't fully stepping into that version of who she needed to be. That, and then the best part, right after that, all these stories and all these ice crystals appear of her past, good and bad. And what she realizes is that all of that shaped who she was. And if you've been listening, I talk about it quite a bit, that life doesn't happen to you, life happens for you. And in that moment, she realizes all of those things, every one of them, happened for this moment that she was in to happen. And so as she's in this moment, she stepped into it. She literally goes through a transformation. Her clothes change, her energy changes, her curiosity changes. But then she starts following again to figure out what happened in the past. And as she follows, she learns that the dam's not supposed to be there. And she learns that it was very under very bad circumstances that it was able to be there. But as she did all that, she started to understand that the past has wrongs and you need to have them corrected. And that a little bit like for veterans, like you can't just reboot and move forward without sometimes correcting some of those core fractures in your past that maybe are severe strains within your family. Maybe, maybe you've isolated yourself from your family, your mom and dad, whatever it may be. Those have to be mended for help you to move forward. And Arendelle doesn't have a future until this is rectified. So even if she stepped into her own power, even if she becomes exactly who she was, there was still no future because the past hadn't been healed. The, the freedom to explore who she was wouldn't be there. But then she realizes that she freezes herself and she sends one last message to her sister. And when she sends that message, I took that as a key moment to realize that she couldn't do it alone. And I talk about it all the time on the podcast, you were never meant to do life alone. You need a tribe. And that's kind of the last lesson that Elsa gives us, that you need people around you. You need a strong network. You need Anna. You need Sven. You need all of them. You need Olaf. You need a team of people that care about you to help get you where you need to go. And the crazy part is her sister, again, ends up saving her but only because she creates a piece of vulnerability, she enters into her power, and she understands how she needs to receive help from others to get where she needs to go. And in the end, she's able to save Arendelle, and they all come together in this big, nice, happy ending. Anna gets married. It's all perfect. She becomes queen. Elsa becomes the person within the tribe. And she realizes that your path that you're on doesn't always have to be the one that you're on. And she realizes that just because this is what you think you need to be doesn't mean that's where you need to be. But through that entire journey of understanding the fear from the first one, understanding how love conquers it, understanding her place in the world, understanding her power, understanding her strength to be at the center of these four spirits and to be a calming spirit herself within these, to tame those, that is just a pure love for everything around her. Very similar probably even to like a a Buddhist monk where it's just kind of peace around her. Like that's where she felt like she felt like she was peaceful because the storms inside, that feeling, that calling, the purpose of why she exists, it was kind of all gone. And now she just gets to explore and now she just gets to completely hang out and be her. And 
it's just a beautiful way to to summarize the journey of a military veteran in many ways because a lot of what Elsa did, military veterans face every day all over the United States and all over the world, wherever there's a military, because we all run from something. We all try to hide something. We all re- try to block out the love from the ones that we that love us. We all try to figure it out on our own. We dishonor what happened to us in a way that we don't figure out what we can do with it in a positive way to change the world. All of that is very similar to Elsa's story. And so as a parting message here, I just want to leave you with this idea that when you watch this movie, think about the power of love. That's the most important part that I believe is my takeaway is that love, community, friends, and honoring who you are and what has happened to you. Those are my key takeaways for Frozen. And it takes both movies to put it all together. And I agree, like it is a perfect ending to that, uh, the whole megaplex it is Frozen, because it's a beautiful ending. And I'm sure that story that I just told has been missed upon thousands of people that have watched that movie. But that's a story that hit me. And it hit me because I've been honoring my voice and I can see the trends within her story and other dads. And I knew that I wanted to gift this story because people are out there watching Frozen every week, just like I am. And I wanted to give them some ideas to think about as they watch this, because if you find any connection with in this episode and watching Frozen, there is a solid healing process by watching Frozen with your kids. And it doesn't have to be feel something like you want to take an Advil for. It can be something that like each time you watch it, you figure out a little bit more. You figure out what that right next step is. And as she says in Frozen 2, it's brilliant advice. And it comes from first from grandfather and then it comes from Anna when she needs to figure out what to do when she thinks her sister is dead. When you don't know what to do, all you can do is take the next right step. And Grandpa Troll says it best as well when the future is unknown. The only thing you can do, which is take the next right step. So whatever that next right step is, figure out where you're feeling that calling for. What's your gut telling you to take action for right now? What is it that you aren't acknowledging in your life? If none of that even sounds remotely capable of something within your life from where you are right now, I want to challenge you to do one additional thing that helped change my life forever And it was something super simple. And it's as simple as having conversations with people. Talking to strangers is the number one thing that I can say that has led to my success where I am today. And it has allowed me to explore my curiosity, explore my thoughts, get deeper on ways to be able to diagnose frozen for you or dissect frozen. All of it happens because I got very comfortable with talking to people. And when you talk to people, they're going to reflect back the best parts of you. And when you see the best parts of yourself, you're going to be able to say, I think there's something there that I should pursue. Or you're going to see an opportunity in your life that you never would have been able to see or a completely different way of life. Oftentimes we get so sucked into this is our life. All of that is good and it can happen from just simply talking to people. That that is so freaking powerful. I can't even begin to tell you. So if you still, at the end of all of this, you're like, Ben, I agree with everything you said, but I don't know where to take the next right step. Find someone to talk to. I know we're in the coronavirus right now, 
but find someone, message them, do a Facebook, do do whatever you need to do. Pick up a phone call and call an old friend. Whatever you need to do, find some way to have a conversation with someone that you haven't had before with a long time or brand new. Do that conversation. Just keep redoing it. Just having it over and over and over. That conversation will begin to create a path that you couldn't see right now. And the best part is by having those conversations, you are already beginning to take the next right step automatically. So with that, I'll sign off. This is a little bit longer episode, but I really liked it. And I think I hopefully got it packed in there for you so you can understand what was going on. And from my view, and with that, I will wrap up and I will talk to you again on Monday.